KHEN is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. K Hen and Little Red Hen, just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Kahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Welcome, friends, to another edition of On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman.、Uh, we've got the show that, that does everything about railroading. And today we have a special guest, Hank Martin. And、uh, Hank Martin has also been talking a little bit with our engineer. Now, I'm back here in the caboose, and we want you to all be feeling good. But just pull up next to the old coal stove if you want to be warmer, or you can sit out in the back porch of the caboose, or climb up into the angel seat so you can get a nicer view. So relax, join us in the caboose. And our engineer, Rick Wyatt, he's, he's up in the front. He yeah, can I, hear everything. Thank you, Was for that him. I thought I heard him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to tell you, we got to bring this thing to a, a stop here for just a few minutes. We've got a deer on the track in front of us. So, oh, a deer.、Oh. So, continue with your interview and、uh, we'll get going in a few minutes. We'll get going as soon as we get the deer out, out in front of us. All、yeah. right. Now, Hank Martin is an interesting person. He's in charge of a large bus company.、Uh, Hank, how many buses do you run per day out of? Out of your headquarters there. Yeah, well, right now here in Salida, we have a fleet of 10 shuttles. We have、uh, four minivans and six actual、uh, 9 to 14 passenger shuttles that we're running here in the Salida and Buena Vista area. As some of you may or may not know, we've、uh, extended down into the San Luis Valley. Uh, you know, the San Luis Valley is, is one of those areas where it's, it's,、uh, it's vast, sparse, and、um, with lack of a lot of transit services down there. So, we were just actually awarded the HOPE grant from the Federal Transit Administration to do a study of what the transit needs are in the San Luis Valley. We had two consultants. That were vying for the、uh, award to do the study. And、uh, this is a good time because we just selected the consultant out of、um, who have connections to the Salida area. One of the planners lives right here in, Sal- in Salida. So a shout out to Felsberg, Holt, and Ulvig for being the consultant to help us study the transit needs in the San Luis Valley area. Um, it's something that、um, I've really studied a lot about transit 
these days because I'm new to the transit uh to the transit industry i think most of you know my background has been in social work and and so my background in human services actually ties into transit needs especially in the in the san luis valley and what those needs are because uh, we have a high population of persistent poverty in the san luis valley we have no car families one car families and uh so our goal is to is to increase transit services to people who need medical services to get to human services, household needs, those kinds of things. So we're just kicking off the study starting on Wednesday. We're meeting with the consultants down there. Um, so we have two buses running right now. One is the uh, it's called the Eagle Line. It runs from on Tuesdays from Sawash. Uh, Monta Vista, and then it comes back up to Salida and spends the day here on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays, it goes from Sawash and goes down into the San Luis Valley and takes people down to Alamosa. So it does a complete route, and we just started another uh, route, actually, that goes from South Fork and heads east on 160, goes down into Monta Vista, up to center, over to Hooper and down Highway 17. The idea for the, the latest one we got is to hit some more of those more tra those rural areas uh, directly around Center and Hooper if you come down Highway 17. We just started about four months ago, so we are starting to increase the capacity down there. Now, like I mentioned earlier, and this is something that's probably important for you, uh, Forrest, is that um, we do have the buses that run, the regional CDOT buses that run from Alamosa to Pueblo and the one from Gunnison to Denver. But um, you and I were speaking earlier, I think over the weekend, about um, uh, having an additional home in Canyon City. And that might be something you would consider, Forrest, if you want to get to Canyon City in the mornings. It leaves here uh, from Salida at 7.45 in the morning and gets you into Canyon City right at 8.45, 8.50. Drops you off at the Travel Plaza. It used to be Hank's Travel Plaza. I think it's something else now, but it takes you right there. <laughs> People used to tease me about it. Travel Plaza. But, uh, you know, that might be something you would consider if, you, if you're commuting back and forth for us and very convenient. We see a lot of the same riders. Uh, as a matter of fact, and, um, you know, people wanting to fly out of DIA, of course, you got to get on the, uh, the A-line in Denver, and sometimes that's not always very reliable, but um, very. I have done that before, picked up the, uh, that's the electric train from Union Station yeah. off to the airport. Yeah. The thing that I really like about that is it drops you at the front door of the airport. You know, so you, you're, mm -hmm. you don't have a car with you to deal with, and um, it, it does take you right in. I do like that part. Yeah, that that's an interesting idea for Forrest Hank. Um, Forrest owns two cars. He could have one car at each end, and that could work good for getting back and forth sure. down the canyon. Although one of those cars is for sale, but let's not <laughs> – anyway. But now, Hank uh, – Run that over again very quickly. People can leave um, uh, here. Then where where does it stop? You say Canyon City. What uh, 
what what where is that that it stops in? Yeah, it's right at that. Um, oh, it's a little restaurant, uh, cafe, gas station, right there off of Highway 50. The name is, escapes me right now at this point, but um, it drops you off like right in the heart of uh, Canyon City, and then you can navigate your way around. From, and from it takes you about an hour, uh, an hour and ten minutes to get you through yeah. there. I think there's a brief stop in Cotopaxi. Mm. And I have yet to ride that one. I think it'd be ideal. I like going to Pueblo, as a matter of fact, because um, they got a lot of bike trails, easy to get around, you know, not a knock against Colorado Springs, but it's just a straight shot on Highway 50, gets you right into Pueblo and get you all the amenities that you really need once you get into Pueblo. Yeah. And very soon, if the front range rail passenger plan actually goes into effect, why very soon that would be pretty exciting because from Pueblo then you could catch a train to um, uh, intersect with the uh, California Zephyr uh, heading toward uh, Chicago or heading toward um, San Francisco that way and LA eventually that way. Or you could uh, presumably sooner or later catch some of the, the northbound trains and eventually, if it goes all the way through, you could um, take the train to Cheyenne, Wyoming. So, I mean, that'd be quite a, that, and it's, a lot of this is coming. As a matter of fact, uh, just tomorrow, there's gonna be a hearing in the, uh, let me look here, the Colorado, uh, Colorado State Senate, at which Jim Salvi, Subi, he says, he pronounced it Subi, is going to be speaking representing the Colorail, Colorado Association of Railroad Passengers, about how this makes things work for bus and wider transportation needs. Interesting topic. In other words, tomorrow he'll be talking about what we're talking about back here in the caboose. He'll be talking about that at the state Senate. Be worth trying to, to zoom in on that. Boy, we're, we're getting linked up. We're getting linked up. And as I say, for so many people who are seniors, so many people who, uh, you know, may walk around carrying an oxygen pack on their back, for so many people who may walk around with walkers uh, to stay upright, <laughs> why uh, all of these options are very, very important. And, um, and as you were saying a while ago, Hank, uh, airline travel just doesn't cut it. Uh, for that whole, for that whole group, and as you're saying too, for people from small towns in places like Sawatch or uh, places like that in the Central Valley, my goodness, uh, the San Luis Valley is—you're the first people that I've ever say, or ever heard say that you wanted to serve the San Luis Valley with public transportation, and that's pretty exciting, and. You hear exciting news on this show, and that's that excites me a lot. And now, Hank, how when do you when do you think we can start uh, start coming back? When do we come back from Pueblo? We've taken our imaginary trip from say Salida, or from say uh, uh, Buena Vista to uh, over there. Now we spend the day. What time do we catch the bus? going back to say Buena Vista or Salida? 
Yes. Yeah, so um, going into Pueblo, it, it it arrives in Pueblo at approximately, oh gosh, I think at about 1030, 1045 into Pueblo. And then it makes its return trip at approximately uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. And it brings you right back here to uh, Salida at 5.05. So it leaves at about 1.55 from Pueblo. And it's about a three hour trip because of the stops that it makes. And it brings you right in here at 5.05 and connects you with the uh, bus that's going to Gunnison as well. Very convenient one that I, you know, I would like to try at some point. But we have been in talks with CDOT too about doing some other things in the San Luis Valley um, because the bus staying comes up through Highway 17. And the focus for some of the people in the San Luis Valley is trying to get it going up 285, which is what they call the gun barrel. And if you compare the two highways, um, you know, 285 is pretty affluent. Homes, well-groomed farms, uh, potatoes, a big part of uh, the agricultural uh, parts in San Luis Valley. But that Highway 17 is... Uh, it, it's kind of like night and day when you when you drive both of those areas. Highway 17, thank God, is starting to get some uh, highway improvements along there. I don't know when the last time you drove on Highway 17, but um, uh, CDOT is definitely working to improve those roads. Wider shoulders. I think what's in, one of the things that's advantageous about being uh, um, in transit is is to understand CDOT and transportation and transit. Uh, transit studies and how important it is, especially in the rural areas. So, and I meet with CDOT uh, at, at least once a month where we talk about uh, many things. We also, I also belong to the transportation planning region where we talk, where we discuss the transit plans all the way up through 2045. So yeah. it's going to help us understand what are some of the transit needs and working directly with CDOT to try to make some of those connections from the rural areas to get on the regional bus. Because right now, if you're, if you want to travel from Alamosa to Denver or to Pueblo or Denver, wherever you want to go, it's quite easy. However, there's a lot of those rural towns that are in between there, like uh, Center and Del Norte and Sawash. Monta Vista that, you know, the have to get to Alamos just to make that regional connection. And I think that's where we want to come into play is having a regular commuter in those rural areas to take people to that regional, to that regional connection. So we're understanding how important that is. And, uh, you know, there's quite a bit of ridership actually, because when I rode the Gunnison to Denver, there was 14 people on the bus. And when we first started doing it, um, uh, it was a year before I came on board, but there were days where there was nobody getting on the bus. So the word is getting out there, particularly to some of those rural areas. I would suppose that as, as you start these new routes, that the, um, the ridership is very slow at first until the society gets used to it and begins to say, you know, that would be easier. Just leave the car at home. And what a great logo that would be. Leave your car at home. Get, keep those cars off the road. 
And uh, absolutely, Rick. We, you know, and that's one of the things that, that that I did when I first started here as the executive director was try to change the culture of the of the shuttles that you see going around town. And uh, as you'll notice, that we have started the Go Green Ride the Shuttle logo is our new, you know, is our new thing to tie into that environmentally conscious uh, thinking that it's just what's easier and less wear and tear on your car. And, you know, people think of the shuttle as just for disabled and elderly people, but it's for anybody that needs sure. to get on whether they work or need to get to uh, the hospital, get to uh, groceries, those kinds of things, the library. So we serve do uh, we do serve quite a diversity of clients, but again, I would like to try to get away from that um, thinking and thought pattern that we're just for seniors and disabled. It's not the case. No, very good, very good. Yeah, yes, and with all these exciting plans about hooking into regional rail, boy, wouldn't that be neat? And I think it's it's just going to be coming, as you say, hop on a bus here. Uh, get off in uh, Pueblo, take the take the train to wherever, California, New York State. Um, just the world is your oyster, so to speak. <laughs> and whether you, yeah, the world is your oyster. Well, never mind. But uh, although we used to, we used to send a lot of oysters back in my railroad days, but in, in, in big barrels, by the way, they lived in these big barrels. Hey, um, can I ask you a question, Hank? I was sure. More on the local scene, and it's just, um, I've noticed the smaller buses, nine passenger minivans and stuff that are under mm -hmm. your direction. Can I call and get picked up at my house in one of those? Absolutely, Rick. We're what we call on-call, on-demand, and that is, we'd appreciate if you'd call us at least a day or two in advance. Let us know where you live at. We come right to your door. We pick you up. And then we take you to your destination. I think one of the uh, one of the great things that uh, that has happened since I've started working here is um, a partnership with the city of Salida and uh, and Buena Vista as well. Because um, as you know, Salida is growing, and we're having those housing developments that are going up on 50 just east of town here. And that Highway 291 and Highway 50, where they were talking about doing that roundabout. Um, so, and as part of what the city wants to do is to create some bus stops around town so that sometime in the future that we can create a circular that goes around town. It's something that's been tried before, before my tenure here. And, uh, you know, we're such a small community um, that it's pretty easy to get around Salida on a bicycle and the convenience of having your car for the sake of weather, extra coat, rain jacket, umbrella, cooler, whatever you want when you come here. So that's kind of the battle that we've had with uh, creating a circular or what we call a fixed route where it makes stops. So, but it's a shout out to Bill Omquist with the city of Salida to keep us in mind because we're trying to create that infrastructure for, uh, you know, when you do transit services, you have to think 20 years in advance, 25, 30, 40 years in advance about um, uh, growth 
and how that affects transit, how it affects housing as well, those kinds of things. So we have been talking to them about uh, what the future holds for transit in a, in a growing city like us. You know, you go to areas like Breckenridge and they got a commuter that goes around town. It's a mountain town. They got the resort right there. I think that's a disadvantage to us because Monarch is still up highway 50 and it's still, you know, 20 minutes. But, um, you know, a lot of those other mountain towns like Frisco and Dillon do have those circulars that go around town. But as we see growth uh, happen here in the future, I think it's important to, uh, again, build that infrastructure for transit services. You know, I've heard that the uh, parking up at Monarch is like on weekends is, is one of the reasons people will turn around. Um, and there's no reason, well, I don't know how, it seems like this would be something that Monarch would wanna do. Um, Absolutely, Rick. Um, uh, we have, I have had discussions with Randy Stroud up there at Monarch. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have discussed those kinds of things because, um, you know, well, you know, I don't ski, but I do take Carol up there quite a bit to go skiing and I just drop her off because of the parking issue. Yeah. You know, and then she spends the day there and then I go back and pick her up. So, but, um, you know, he does have a little transit that he runs himself, right, by uh, that starts out at Wallbangers and it goes around town and then takes people up there. So Oh, he does. He does. Absolutely. Um, however, you know, I think his is like a 24 passenger and, and he has stepped in and asked what we could do to support him. I think it comes down to funding. Again, it comes down to money and funding, sure. those kinds of things. It's one thing to start a transit service, but it's another thing to sustain it because you got to have that budgeted in it to keep it going. And one of the things that I, one of my goals was to start the Salida de Buena Vista fixed route back and forth between the sister cities. I mean, who wouldn't love to get on the shuttle you know, in the evening and go into Buena Vista, go listen to some live music, have your favorite adult beverage without um, uh, jeopardizing the safety of other riders. So that's something that I definitely see in the future. And um, uh, our agency is, is growing pretty fast, actually. And it's um, trying to create those routes and get people used to riding is, is, is one of my goals. I find it interesting that we have the amount of buses in our neighborhood because of the rafting industry and they're not being used in the, in the winter and uh, they could be. You know? You're right. And that's something that we've talked to Randy about too, is that, um, you know, utilizing or creating a partnership with those rafting companies uh -huh. and to bringing people up to Monarch for that, for that reason. So, yeah. Oh, wow. They, that uh, conversation took an interesting turn. And thank you, Hank, for that. And that was an interesting the, turn. We're kind of getting to the five minute mark for us. Yeah. Well, and it comes it, and it comes. It's not just in this area you're describing that this, this is this is out there all along the uh, all, all along the proposed uh, front range rail line. These same issues are, are coming up. And uh, they're coming up pretty fast, and um, it's it's sort of interesting. We uh, several of us went to a meeting in Pueblo not long ago. Pueblo is envisioning a regional center where the Amtrak would stop, where the um, RTD would stop, and there would be everything would be right next. And this is interesting, right next to the old train station in downtown Pueblo, 
which is a beautiful building, by the way, if you've ever taken a look at that building. So it's not everywhere along the line why the, it's, it's, it's coming along. It's gonna be pretty exciting. Um, and as you were saying earlier, our guest today, Hank Martin was saying why um, owning an automobile gets, it, it gets to be more and more expensive in some ways, even more and more problematic. And um, you've got some generations coming up of, of young folks who don't even want to, they don't even want to have an automobile. They would rather take public transit. They, and they would rather take a train if they're going to go to Chicago than go through the extreme hassle of, uh, of DIA if they're going to go to Chicago. And so, um, yeah, so those changes are really coming and spoke speaking really well of getting people back on the rails, which is the aim of this show is to really get get the rails going here again. And with Hank feeding them in with these dedicated bus routes, boy, probably by next week it'll all happen. <laughs> no, it won't happen by next week. <laughs> but it is it is going to happen. Now and here we are sitting in the caboose chatting about the future, but yet up in the engine is is our engineer, Rick White, and he's looking out toward the future. And so uh, holding up his fingers, reminding us that we, we better let Hank have any last words. Hank, do you have any last words for our, our rail riding public out there today before we, we say hi, ball? Well, you know, I just, I think that explained pretty much about what we do here at the Shafee Shuttle and what, you know, what our thoughts are and how we envision transit services, not only here in Shafee County, but in, in areas that, where it's really needed. So I want to, I want to thank you, Rick White, um, for having me on the show. Forrest, thank you for having me uh, on the program. I always appreciate these collaborations and these partnerships to get the word out about what we do. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, it's almost time to uh, stick our head out the, uh, for those of you up in the angel seat, why pull back the, the sliding glass partition. For those of you down below, stick your head out the side window. And as we always say, as we're about to pull out high ball, so on the count of three, one, two, three, high ball, high ball, high ball. Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889.